Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? What position are you playing, Sarah? I'm playing in Katie McCabe's position, so tell her to watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Off the ball daily. Welcome to Wednesday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack. On the way, another contract extension has been signed at Connacht. Dave Rennie speaks out for the first time since his departure as Australia head coach and France named their Six Nations squad. But first, Orgy Snyman's long-awaited return is edging closer. Munster haven't been shy about showing the Springbok lock, taking part in some training drills ahead of this weekend's Heineken Champions Cup trip to Toulouse. The 27-year-old hasn't played since rupturing his ACL for a second time in October of 2021. Last month, Munster attack coach Mike Prendergast revealed that Snyman was nearing a return to action. On their website today, Munster's gallery of training photos ahead of that Toulouse away game had Snyman front and centre. Snyman could also be seen with ball in hand on Sports Files photos from today's session, although he won't feature in France. Prendergast did say today that there would be no rush in getting Snyman back to the field, but that his appearance was a boost for everyone. Munster are also hopeful that Jack Crowley will be fit for Sunday's game in France, despite picking up an ankle injury in last week's win over Northampton. Prendergast also says Conor Murray and Keith Earls have met their omission from last week's game with a professional response. Toulouse, meanwhile, have been boosted by the returns to fitness of both Thibaut Flamont and Salavazio Talofua. Dave Heffernan is the third Connacht player this week to commit their future to the province. The hooker will stay with Connacht through to the summer of 2025. Heffernan's made 177 appearances for the province thus far and joins John Porch and Quaylen Blade in penning new deals this week. Connacht are looking to secure a home knockout tie when they go to Newcastle on Saturday evening in the Challenge Cup. The Falcons have conceded a total of 89 points in back-to-back defeats to Cardiff since losing 22-8 at the sports ground in December. Speaking to our colleagues at Goway Bay FM, back row Jared Butler says they still need to be wary of the Premiership side this weekend. Yeah, exactly. There's no team that's out of it in, in our in our uh, in our side of the groups. So everyone's got something to play for there. And you know, last time we played Newcastle, they were a very physical team, and 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 we kind of played into that a little bit and let them. You know, we kind of were running at big bodies, uh, and so. To go for the, to go over there now and play in Newcastle, I imagine you know they'll be even more ready for that. And you know they haven't had the best results that they probably had wanted in the competition. But like you said, they're still alive in it, and and I and I'm sure they'll still be wanting to build some momentum into their into their uh, uh, their other competition the following week as well. So um, a huge opportunity for, for us to have a good game, a uh, good hit out with them. Richie Murphy has named his Ireland squad ahead of the under-20 Six Nations. Leinster forwards Conor O'Tierney and Dermot Mangan were part of last year's Grand Slam winning squad, as was Ulster back row James McNabney. The team will be captained this year by Leinster hooker Gus McCarthy. Sam Prendergast, Charlie Irvin, Harry West and George Haddon all played in June's summer series in Italy. Ireland's campaign begins against Wales in Colwyn Bay on Friday, February 3rd. There are eight uncapped players in the France squad named for the Six Nations, which for them begins away to Italy in Rome on February 5th. Montpellier lock Paul Willemsa returns to the squad, having missed Le Bleu's last five outings with a knee injury. Staying in the pack and Toulouse flanker Francois Quo is back from a knee injury of his own. As we've already mentioned on this podcast, Fabien Galtier's preparations have been upset and indeed beset by injury with Cameron Woki, Piatu Mauvaka, Maxime Lusu, Baptiste Quiold and Jonathan Donti all missing. 
interesting. Galtier has named eight uncapped players in his squad. Bordeaux winger Louis Bier-Biari and post centre Emilien Gaetan are both just 19 years old. With Lusu out, Racing's Nolan Lagarek and Montpellier's Leo Colli provide cover for Antoine Dupont and Bordeaux fullback Romain Bourreau, Leon winger Etan Dumotier, Stade Francais centre Julien Delbouy and La Rochelle back rower Paul Boudon also get the nod. Finally, Dave Rennie says he still had the full support of the Wallabies dressing room. The Kiwi was relieved of his duties as Australia head coach on Monday to be replaced on the 29th of this month by Eddie Jones. Rennie released a statement earlier today saying he's disappointed he won't be able to see out his contract as agreed in 2019, but he finished off by wishing Jones and the Wallabies the best in the Autumn World Cup in France. Under Rennie, Australia have won just five of their last 17 outings, but speaking on this morning's OTB AM, Keith Wood expects an upturn in form for them under Eddie Jones. Yeah, I look I think Rennie was under a huge amount of pressure. I think there were there were a lot of conversations over the last period of time because of the losses. Now if you look at Australian rugby, it's and more I think than any other country, if Australia don't play well, people are able to walk away in droves. I mean the Australian crowds are they're not fickle, but they are they have an expectation of success and if the success isn't there they don't support it i mean they become incredibly uh, aggressive with it and i think that that was that was happening in a for a while and i do feel they the players were behind uh, dave rennie but i just think when the opportunity arose with eddie jones um that australian rugby were going to go for it because um and I know the conversations have been there for a while, but the conversations were for him to take over as director of rugby for Australian rugby post the 23 World Cup. Um, it wasn't for a conversation beforehand. I think most people would be having conversations to what they're going to do in the future. So I think we can go for conspiracy theories very quickly, but I don't know that that's necessarily the case. However, when they do get him and they have got him, I expect them to get a bounce pretty quickly. And he has a history of delivering in uh, the short to medium term in pretty much every team he's ever gone to. And I think he kind of breaks, he breaks everybody after about two years. But in that two year period, he could do amazing things. So I, I like I would have said it was an incredibly smart piece of business on behalf of Australia because they get a guy who has huge uh, rugby capital, um, has been uh, ousted from a team. Um, in their in the same group, will have an awful lot of the IP of the team and the players in his in his arsenal for them. I think it's fantastic business for Australia, and it's whether he's able to, to keep that for a longer period of time. Because consistently, I think he, you know, he he kind of loses patience after a couple of years. But this is nine months he has first and I think he could do a really good job that's it for today's Rugby Daily don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed for all of your latest rugby news and indeed podcasts my name is Richie McCormack and I'll have more Rugby Daily for you tomorrow